every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Yellow, yellow. Mm -hmm. 
that in the church say amen. From the book of Exodus, chapter 14. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 14. We begin our reading with verse 8. Exodus chapter 14, beginning with verse 8. These are the words that you find. <clears throat> and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots and a pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea at the Hiroth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord and said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die? In the wilderness, wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it has been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Amen. I want for a few minutes <clears throat> this morning to talk from this subject. I want to talk about set up for deliverance. Set up for Deliverance. The stock of former First Lady Michelle Obama went up in my book this week. And it went up in my book because she was bold enough to make a statement concerning her mental state 
which is something we as a people are very slow to do. Somehow, we cloak our true condition in statements like, I'm blessed and highly favored. Not realizing that that statement has to do more, has more to do with God than it does you. Y'all ain't hearing me. But in speaking about the state of affairs we find ourselves in, in the nation, speaking, looking at where we are now, quarantine, racial unrest, Trump administration, Michelle Obama said that she was experiencing a low-grade depression. Are y'all hearing me? When she said that, she immediately had my ear. Because the thing that she is dealing with, the thing that she, former first lady, is dealing with, she had my ear. But in her honesty... Yes, sharing with the world how these things are affecting her personally. But then my mind went to work. My mind went to work. If these life and world situations are wearing on her like that, are y'all hearing me? If they are wearing on Michelle Obama like that, in my mind, I'm wondering what must be going on in the lives of the people that God has given me stewardship over. Whether they will admit it or not. What must they be going through right? As a matter of fact, the truth is, my brothers and sisters, we all live in the same world she lives in. We all experience the same things, if not worse, the horrors that she is experiencing and probably with a whole lot less resources than she has. So, I thought that I would do well this morning to remind us of a God who sits high. Are y'all hearing me? A God who sits high and looks down low. A God who not only sees all that's going on right now, but who is sitting at the controls. Y'all better hear me. And in, his, and in his own time, God will be glorified in every bit of this. Strange enough, my brothers and sisters, strange enough, whether it's Michelle Obama or, or any of us, the word of God still rings out the same message. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Are y'all with me? We hear much, my brothers and sisters, we hear much about the leadership of Moses and how God used him to lead his chosen people, Israel, out of bondage and into the promised land. But I want to submit to you that there was a greater problem than getting the people out of Egypt. The greater problem was getting Egypt out of the people. Look at the text. Look at the text. Be clear. Be clear. Bondage, slavery is not God's standard for anybody. 
y'all, y'all, I have to straighten a lot of stuff out because folks saying some crazy stuff right now. Slavery is not God's standard for anybody. In spite of what this Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton says, he made a statement last week that says slavery was a necessary evil. Y'all hearing me? Let me just clear that up. Evil is never necessary. Are y'all hearing me? Evil is never necessary. But sometimes we allow those things that affect us negatively to dominate our lives to the extent that even once we are free, we're really not free. Y'all have heard me tell many times from this pulpit the story of, of a dog that was chained to a tree. Dog chained to a tree, wore out all the grass, and even after the chain was gone, that dog would never leave that spot. Are y'all hearing me? Why, why, why? Because although the chain was gone, his mind was still on lockdown. We too, my brothers and sisters, we too, have to be careful what we accept as normal. I'm saying, y'all listen to me. We have to be careful what we accept as normal. It is not normal for a national leader to lie every day. And we cannot allow that to become normal. The idea of one group of people dominating over other groups just because of the color of their skin, that is not normal. And we can never accept it as normal. Are y'all hearing me? You can see lies of color. You devalue so much that if you're not careful, you will begin to devalue them too. You don't wonder what black on black crime is about? Yeah, yeah, you watch it being so devalued by others that all at once you devalue them. Let, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, uh, that is not normal. But here in the text, God has made a promise of deliverance to his people. They have been in bondage for over 400 years in Egypt, and now they are free. And they are on their way to the promised land. But while their hearts were set free, yeah, yeah, their hearts were set in the land of promise, their minds were still preoccupied with Egypt. It's easy, my brothers and sisters, to get folk out of Egypt. As I said before, it's just not that easy to get Egypt out of the people. What, What this nation has done to us, what this nation has done to us, and people who look like us is nothing short of an abomination. But some way and somehow, we've got to keep ourselves from accepting mistreatment as normal. Y'all hear me? We've got to find a way because then, if we accept it as normal, then we will keep ourselves in bondage even after God has set us free. Question, what good is deliverance if your mind is still locked up? 
What good is deliverance if your mind is still on lockdown? You see, for the people of God, these had been 400 years of trauma. They, they were abused by the Egyptians, misused, wounded, killed, scarred by the Egyptians. But God had a plan. Y'all hear me? And let me assure you, God always has a plan. And, and, and God steps in to put his plan in action. Strangely enough, though, and this is one of the things that we tend to fall out with God about. Strangely, God's plan was an 80-year plan. Y'all hear me? God's plan was, a, yeah, 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 it called for a leader that had not even been born yet. <laughs> but when God finally got the leader he was waiting on, he finally got that leader Moses, when he finally got him ready, sent him into Egypt. Sent him straight to Pharaoh with a clear message. And that message, let my people go. And let me assure you this morning, let me assure you this morning that God has a plan for your deliverance. Oh yeah, he has a plan, but, 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 but the, 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 that's the good news. The bad news is God ain't got to do nothing by Friday. Y'all ain't hearing me. He, he's got a plan, but he ain't got to do nothing by, by Friday. You've got to trust him, and you've got to give him time. Are y'all hearing me? My, my, my grandma name used to say, he's a God that you can't hurry. Oh, he'll be there, just don't you worry. May not come when you want him. Let me testify for a moment. Rarely in this life. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I can remember a time that he ever showed up when I wanted him. <laughs> but guess what? When he shows up, he's always right on time. But after a little persuasion, Pharaoh did let the people go. But now look at this, verse 17. God does a strange thing. He hardens Pharaoh's heart so that he will follow after them. That's strange. Let him go. And then harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will go after them. Get this, get this. Not only does he put Pharaoh on their track, but verse 2, he gives orders. He orders them to camp out in a place that would trap them in with nowhere to go. That was on God's order. Put them in a place where there was nowhere to go by the Red Sea. Look at it, verse 3. For Pharaoh, <laughs> that's how you know God is in the plan. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Pharaoh will say that the wilderness has shut them in. Pharaoh said they ain't got nowhere to run. They ain't got nowhere. Are y'all hearing this? Did you know that sometimes the Lord wants your enemies to think they got you? <laughs> yeah. 
Sometimes he wants your enemies to think that they got you. But as you read it, you see that it's really all a divine setup. God is orchestrating the whole thing, the whole time. It was God who hardened Pharaoh's heart. It was God who led them into an impossible situation. It was God who put Pharaoh's army on that trail. Brothers and sisters, one of my favorite, one of everybody's favorite saying, we say it all the time, you know the devil is busy. But I need to tell you something, everything ain't the devil. Y'all hear me? Sometimes God is working it out. Sometimes he's using the devil. <laughs> Y'all hear me? He's allowing the devil to do what he does in his plan. Sometimes God is just positioning us for deliverance. And that's what he's done to these children. He has positioned them for deliverance. He's positioning them that they might get a chance to see his salvation. See, in order for you to see his salvation, you've got to be put in a place. You've got to be put in a position where you don't see no way out. In order for you to see the hand of God, in order for you to see his salvation, you've got to be in a place where you don't see absolute, you see absolutely no way to get out. You need to know that when it comes to God's deliverance, when it comes to God's salvation, ultimately God will put you in a position where the only thing that you can do is trust him. Where all you can do, look at verse 13, is stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Back at the story. That's where these people were. They were trapped with no way out. Mountains on either side. The Red Sea in front of them. Pharaoh's army coming behind them. They began to cry out and complain to Moses. Y'all hear me? Why have you brought us out here? You bring us out here because there were no graves for us. Listen to them complaining, to them, but, but listen at Moses in his response. He says to them, fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that he will show you this day. few things we learn here. We learn that <clears throat> the salvation of the Lord doesn't need or require us to do anything. Write that down. The salvation of the Lord does not need or require us to do anything. Next thing we'll look at, the salvation of the Lord releases you from your past. And then the salvation of the Lord, number three, salvation of the Lord releases you to go forward. 
Let's look at it and we'll go home. Let's look at it and we'll go home. The salvation of the Lord does not need or require you to do anything. Look at it. Look at it. Stand still. Stand still. Now, really, I'm a nitpicker. That's sort of an oxymoron. Stand is an action word. Isn't it? I, I, I didn't do all that good, but I think I remember. Stand is an action verb. So, stand, which is an action verb, but at the same time, be still. Y'all hear me? Not an oxymoron. I believe he means exactly what he says. What he's saying is take a stand and then do nothing. Take a stand <laughs> and then do. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, there's something in a child of God taking a stand. In the book of Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, we are ordered to put on the whole armor of God, not to fight, but to take a stand. Are y'all hearing me? And that's what we are seeing all over this nation right now is folk taking a stand. You ain't got to buy a gun to take a stand. Y'all ain't hear me. You, you ain't got to pick up a stick or throw a rock to take a stand. There's a message there. There's a message there. God is getting ready to do something. And he does not need your help. like that is so that once you are delivered you won't go around bragging about what you had to do to help God out you won't be going around bragging about what, what you had to help God do verse 17 he says when I do it like that when I snatch you out of an impossible situation when I do it for you when I do for you what you cannot do for yourself he says you yeah, yeah when you when I do for you what you cannot do you see my brothers and sisters we can't stop this virus y'all ain't hearing me yeah we can't change the hatred we can't stop are y'all hearing me but God says you can't stop it but I can and I'll step in in my own time, I'll step in and I'll do that. And the reason I do it like that, when I do it like that, is because I then will get the honor. But because then I will get honor. You will come out then. If I let you come to that point and then I bring it out, you'll come out giving me honor and pray. Oh, my brothers and my sisters. Could it be that this situation, these situations we are finding ourselves in right now, could it be God positioning us so that we are ready to give him honor? All right, all 
Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? Could it be God getting us ready so that when we come out, we'll come out with a brand new testament? Are y'all hearing me? Not about what you did, but what God did for us. What you could not do for yourself, a testimony that will bring honor to him. Well, I'm hearing it already. I'm hearing it already. Every week I hear somebody say, well, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait till we can come together again. I can't wait to make it back to the church. I bet it's going to be a mess <laughs> when we come back together because when we come back together again, we will celebrate what God and only God has done. But then don't miss verse 18. Not only will I get honor from you. Look at this. Verse 18. Pharaoh will also know that I am the Lord. That I am worthy of honor. Read it good now. Are you hearing this? Your enemies. Those who don't mean you any good. The ones who thought they had you bound. The ones who meant to do you harm. Note now, it doesn't say that your enemy will give me honor, but he says, I'll get it. <laughs> so they'll give it to me, but I, I will get it. I'll get honor from him. Number two, the salvation of the Lord releases us from our past. Verse 13. For the Egyptians, you have seen today. Ye shall see them again no more forever. Don't miss it now. Don't miss it now. If you miss this, you're going to miss the message. Don't do it. Yeah. Moses says, I want you to get one last look at these Egyptians. But you get one, one last look at those who have abused you. One last look at those who have talked about you. One last look at those who despise you. One last look at those who have mistreated you. Look back and get one last look. As I show you my salvation, God says, as I show you my salvation, he says, get one last look at what is behind you. One more time. One last look at what is behind you. Why? Because you will see them no more forever. Let me bless somebody right here. Let me bless somebody right here because we've all, all, all of us have had to deal with some Egyptians. All of us. And some, yeah, we, we had, and, and, but, but, but God is saying, look back. One more time, get one last look and look at the word, these. Look, look at one last look at them now. Don't, don't misread it. It's not like it ain't will ever be no more Egyptians. Pharaoh's army drowned it. Pharaoh went back and started creating some more. Y'all ain't hear me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got to make sure that we understand. Yeah, not that there won't ever be any more Egyptians, but you won't see them. 
Are y'all hearing me? You not see them, watch this, not because they are not there, but because your focus has changed. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. I want to submit to you that as long as we live, there's always going to be some more Egyptians. The difference is your focus. Y'all in here, the difference is what you are looking at. Yeah, you taking your last look. You're no longer looking backwards. Yeah, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me give you some, 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 some good advice. You can't move forward effectively looking backwards. So the, the Egyptians are back there, yeah, yeah but, but even if they're back there, there's nothing to you because you don't see them. Your focus has changed. But not only that, when Egyptians pop up, and they will from time to time, you ought to remember what God did to the last ones. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all, some, some of y'all ain't even old enough, but do you, do anybody even remember George Wallace? <laughs> anybody remember Bull Connor? <laughs> anybody remember, the, are y'all hearing me? Y yeah, when you get to the point where you think you about where, just, just remember what he did to the J.B. Stoner and all that crap. Are y'all hearing me? Remember what he did to the last one. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, something about that testimony ought to teach us that, yeah, somehow, at some point, you ought to learn how to trust him. Are y'all hearing me? Something on the inside right now ought to say, if he did it before. Y'all ain't hearing me. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Now, my brothers and sisters, enough with looking back. The salvation, that the last thing is, the salvation of the Lord requires us to move forward. Text closes with the command of God, tell the people to go forward. And my brothers and my sisters, that's where I want to leave you today. That's where I want to leave you going forward. Don't, don't. Let the bondage of the past destroy the promise of your future. Go forward. Your future is greater than your past. Go forward. There is a brighter day ahead. Go forward. Paul says it like this. Forgetting those things which are behind me, I press toward the mark of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Children, go forward. The best is yet to come. Our foreparents said it like this, I believe I'll run on and see what the end will be. There is something at the end that's waiting for me. It's all at the end, my brothers and sisters, that I will see 
my Savior's face. It is at the end that I'll get a chance to get a glimpse of my Savior. Yeah. And when I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, amen. And before I take my seat, I'll give somebody yeah, an opportunity to see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah. If you haven't already experienced uh, the salvation of the Lord, this is your moment right now. Yeah. You see, the salvation of the Lord doesn't require you to do anything. Yeah. Everything has already been done. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? When it comes to salvation, uh, you don't do anything. Uh, everything has already uh, been done. Uh, it was done uh, one Friday uh, out on an old uh, rugged cross. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, the salvation uh, of the Lord uh, doesn't require you uh, to do anything uh, but accept, yes, uh, what Jesus has already done. Yeah. The second thing, uh, the salvation of the Lord uh, will release you uh, from everything behind you. Yeah. One of I got a witness here. Yeah. I once uh, was lost, uh, but now uh, I'm found. I was blind, but now uh, I see yeah. What uh, can wash uh, away my sin? Uh, nothing uh, but the blood uh, of Jesus. What uh, can make me uh, whole again? Uh, nothing uh, but the blood uh, of Jesus. Uh, and then finally, the salvation of the Lord uh, will release you and me uh, to go forward. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? It's God's salvation that gives me the strength that I need to go on a little while longer. Don't know about anybody else, but I don't feel no wasteside. Come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be there, but I don't believe, I don't believe he brought me this far just to leave me. I'm glad that he suffered, he bled, and he died for me. But I'm glad that early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand. Don't know about anybody else, but I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, oh Lord, plant my feet on higher. Stay out of God's way. Stay, stay out of his way. God has a plan. Don't be distracted by what's going on around you. Know that God has a plan and know that he is working it out. He's working it out right now and he's doing it all to his glory. All that we're witnessing 
all of the crazy stuff going on around us is merely setting us up for deliverance. Setting us up to get a glimpse of the powerful hand of God. And today, today, you don't want to be left out of this movement. Salvation is of God. You can't save yourself. I just told you that. You need something that you cannot do for yourself. But the good news is it's already done. Jesus on Calvary paid the price for you to turn it around right now. Paid the price for your life to change right now. And wherever you are, wherever you are, probably not in a sanctuary, a church building, of a church building, but wherever you are right now, God is there. That becomes your sanctuary. And right now, if you just cry out to him, right now, if you will just yield to him, he wants to deliver you from the world you're in and put you on a brand new path, head into the promised land. If you're here or wherever you are, right now, if you can yield your life to him, if you'll yield your life to him and just say, I believe this. I accept what you did for me on Calvary. And right where you are, your life changes right now. And then your next step is to make it known, to make it public. Tell somebody what the Lord has done for you today. And then the next step then is to find yourself a church where you can carry out the spirit of service with when a Bible-believing church. I said every Sunday, Salem is a wonderful place, and we hope that you'll call the office and become a part of this family, but Salem is not the only family. You need to find a Bible-believing, Bible-based church where you can serve, where you can carry out this commitment. So we invite you now, wherever you are, to come, to be a part of the body of Christ. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. Yeah, yes.
Let us be seated just a moment. This is, before we leave today, our youth and children director has, has made me aware that our children are on the way back into the classroom, back. Uh, some will be going and some will be virtual and the truth now is that there are so many questions. Uh, I, I, I can only imagine the burden that parents are feeling now. And not only parents, I, the burden that children are having to deal with. Hearing all of this on the news, all of these horrible things that are going on, all of the horror of illness, and so this morning, I, 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 want, I want us to pray for our children. I, I, I want, wherever you are, I, I want you to grab your children and bring them close. Just bring them, bring them close to you. And I, I, I want, as we go to God in prayer, parents, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. I, I want you to know that God is still in charge. You're making having to make some tough decisions, but I, I want you to know that God knows. He, he He's in charge here, and uh, I just believe that we'll call on Him and ask Him for His help. Ask Him to do what we cannot do, to go where we cannot go, that He'll protect our children. Let me say this to our children. Y'all listen to me. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And I want you, as you go into the classroom, I, I want the last thing on your mind to be fear. We don't have to be afraid. We have a God who's watching over us. We have a God who has promised that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. So even as I walk in caution, I will not walk in fear. Are y'all hearing this? We must be cautious. There's nothing wrong with being cautious, but refuse to walk in fear. Children, I want you to know that your pastor prays for you every day. Wherever you are, college, elementary, middle, high school, please know that your pastor prays for you every day. And not only is your pastor praying, you've got praying parents. You've got folk at home and grandparents who are praying for you every day. There is no need to fear. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that as we prepare to come together in prayer that you'll just bring your children close wherever you are at home just, just hold your children get them and hold them close let them feel God in your home right now I'm going to ask Pastor Jason to come uh, he's got children going to school too and I, I want him to come and I want him to lead us in, in prayer uh, as we pray for our, our children. Let us pray. 
have we many afflictions that seem incurable? And every single doctor, they, they don't know what to do. But we've come to know that our God specializes in healings that seem incurable. And he can do what no other power, Holy Ghost power, can do. Lord, as we move into another school year, we play a special blessing upon every person dealing in our school system from those who drive them to school, to those who feed them at school, to those who teach them in the classroom, to those who administer over them in the office and hallways, to those who coach them on the ball fields. We pray for everybody. But Lord, we also pray for our children during this time that only they will know about in the history of this country that rampant a virus runs through but we know our God is bigger than anything bigger than any sickness bigger than any disease bigger than anything and Lord we come thanking you right now that you are a bigger God and that we were healed at Calvary's cross so even if we get sick Sickness cannot overtake us. And even if death comes, death cannot overtake us because you have conquered death and the grave. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we pray now that our children's heart will be at ease. Our children's minds will be stilled. That they will be able to continue to learn and grow and develop as you have given them the power to do so. Lord, Give them and grant them right now stillness and firmness in where they stand. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Lord, we thank you for our pastor praying for us. Even now, Lord, we feel the prayers of the righteous. And Lord, because righteous folk are praying, we know their prayers are availing even now, Lord. We pray for our country as crazy as it is. We pray for all that is going on in this country. We pray for our leader. Lord, we pray that he'll stop lying. But if he doesn't, Lord, we pray that you are still God and you sit on a throne and you rule and super rule over every country, every leader. Lord, we thank you that even in this, you are still God and there is none beside you. Lord, be with us. Go before us. Be a shield of protection all around us. Lord, and we'll give you all the honor and we'll give you all the praise and we'll give you all the glory that is due your name unto him who is and who is to come. We pray in the name of Jesus, the master's name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. In that name we pray. In that name, we cover our children. In that name, we cover what we're about to walk into. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.
you, sir. And we thank you all today for tuning in and for being a part of this worship experience. Uh, this is uh, this Sunday uh, that we uh, recognize and that we notice. Matter of fact, I think we probably probably missed last Sunday. What Sunday is it? This is the second Sunday, right? Yeah. It's hard keeping up time here. But our child of the month, we want to make sure that uh, we do have we do have giftings for them. We have just just something to let them know that we appreciate so you'll be able to pick those up. But our youth of the month for the month of July was Hannah Murphy. Hannah Murphy, y'all bless the Lord. Hannah, wherever you are, God bless you. Thank you so much for your wonderful example to all of us. That picture of her smiling there, you really, it looks like a real pillow. She's really looking. That's the way she looks all the time. Always has that same smile. And our child of the month for the month of July is Kaylin Lockett. Kaylin Lockett, y'all bless the Lord for Kaylin. And we thank God for her smiling face and we thank God for her service to the kingdom. And we want to make sure that we get our giftings to her. Uh, we do have uh, a homegoing celebration. Uh, saddened to announce the passing of Brother Alfred Brownlee. Uh, Brother Alfred Brownlee was, he was a staple here when I got here. He was one of those people who was just here and uh, served well and long. And now he's resting with the Lord. And I understand the services will be on Saturday, but they are closed as there are so many uh, as so many services closed. So the services will be held on Saturday at Gregory B. Levitt's over in, in uh, Decatur. Uh, but it's close to the family. I was, I was talking with Deacon Baylor the other day, and I was saying the task you know, is closed, only 50 people. And I was wondering how in the world does the Baylor family strip down to 50 people. <laughs> uh, I don't know how that works, but uh, we just pray for that family, pray for his children, pray for his nieces and nephews and his brothers and sisters, just pray that God will do what only God can do. Again, there will be free COVID-19 testing Tuesday, August 11th, and Wednesday, August the 12th, from 10 to 3 at Heritage Hall. So there will be free testing uh, at Heritage Hall from 10 to 3 on the 11th and the 12th. Uh, so please, please, there's a need for us to keep up with ourselves and make sure that we're healthy. So if you have that need, please let's come take advantage of this program here. Again, let me thank all of you. Thank all of you for your presence. It is so good to see you. Just so happy to have everybody thank the male praise team for being in place. Our musicians, our audiovisual folk, thank you all so much. Reverend Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We just appreciate, we appreciate you. I did get a note this week. Uh, thanking us, thanking you uh, for signing the services. And so it just says to me that that is a need. So we thank God for you. God bless you. God keep you, Reverend Bush. Thank you. Son Bush, thank you so much for all that you do. God be with you till we meet again.
Thanking Sister Bush. Thank you for just being so faithful. <laughs> Amen. And my daughter, bless your heart. You just keep us right on track. My daughter called me this morning and said, what are you doing still at home? <laughs> and I didn't realize I was looking at a clock that wasn't working. <laughs> so I appreciate that call. <laughs> appreciate your call this morning. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. 
thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Mission.